welcome back to The Cooling Rack, a podcast about the great Canadian baking show where we don't glaze over any of the bakes and there are absolutely no soggy bottoms allowed. My name is Michael. And I'm James. And the season might be done, but we did say we might have a surprise. And a surprise we do, in fact, have. Five surprises, actually. Um, yes, that is correct. We have interviews with some of the contestants from this season. In fact, ha- half of the contestants, <laughs> <laughs> including the winner. Yeah. So uh, this is just going to kind of be a little wrap up for this season. We, you know, I think we mentioned on the last episode, it's kind of been a, a busy time and trying to squeeze in time to do interviews per week is uh we found it a little difficult this season. And you know what? I actually found it was even more fun doing the interviews after the season was over because the bakers could talk freely about everything from the season, you know? So it was it was nice not to have to be like, well, if, if you do go home or like, if you do win, <laughs> what would it feel like, you know, sort of? So it was really nice to, to get to do that. Yeah, maybe that can be, um, maybe that's a good way of thinking about doing it. You know, it's like a postseason play-by-play wrap-up, you know, yeah. looking back, what have you learned now? Something like that. I think that, cool. yeah, I think that's the way I would like to go about it because it, it is great. So we have a lot of really fun little tidbits here. And uh, so we're just going to jump right in. Uh, let's start off with our interview with Larry. So just an FYI. Um, there might be a couple micro internet audio hiccups on this, but it's, it's pretty clean and smooth overall. Uh, unfortunately, James couldn't join on uh, the interviews that we've got in this episode, so I'm going to throw it to myself and Larry, <laughs> but let's hear what he has to say. All right, and we are here with Larry, season four baker on the Great Canadian Baking Show. Larry, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Michael. It's wonderful to be here and chatting with you. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that you have previously listened to uh, seasons or episodes of our podcast as well. Um, Is that correct? (laughs) That is correct. I've probably listened to most of them. That's too funny. So how did you end up, uh, you know, finding out about our show or even listening to it? Because I'm always astounded that the actual contestants on the show uh, listen. I, d- I can't recall because I actually have been listening to your show uh, since I think you did season one as well. I, I think I yeah. just ran across it and just started listening to it back back then. And I've continued to listen to it, even though we know what happens on the show, the season that we're on. It's still great to listen to it and get your feedback and your your insights. And uh, then later on, I try and correct them afterwards. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, we're we're not too harsh. We're just big fans of the show, like enjoying it all along the way. Oh, no, you guys, you guys are great. I love listening to you guys and your 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 insight and your uh, interest in the show is wonderful. Oh, thank you. Um, so how did you first get interested in baking? Uh, I've been baking since I was a uh, since I was a kid, but my real interest in baking uh, really started when I my wife and I went on our honeymoon to France, and seeing all the pastries and the baguettes and the croissants and all that stuff, and really enjoying those. And that's really when I started to bake in more earnest than than previously is from that experience and then building on that. 
And then what made you want to audition for the show? Well, I was watching uh, uh, Great British Bake Off for, for for a while and really loved that show. And then when it came to Canada, I thought, well, I can bake. I should maybe give this a go, see what happens. And so I've, auditioned, I've applied every year. Uh, I didn't get auditioned the first year because I was, I think, a little late in applying. Uh, but I was able to audition for the second and third seasons. And then I kept kept on applying because I wanted to be on the show. And so ended up getting on the show for season uh, season four. No, that's that's terrific. And yeah, it's kind of, I guess, the the perseverance. Did you do anything different each year or did you kind of have the same style? Because I know a lot of our listeners are, you know, um, very avid bakers who also do have an interest in getting on the show. Yeah, I think uh, my application and my responses to the application questions are probably relatively consistent. Uh, I did try different tacks for what I brought to the additions each year. And, you know, I've the first year I made something that uh, my mother-in-law kind of passed on to me. And it might have been a little bit too simple, perhaps, I thought. So the next year I made some bread and some butter and some cheese and stuff and brought it in because that was more reflective of me. And uh, that didn't work for season three. Uh, this year, I think I I made a, a cake and decorated it and it looked fabulous. And I think I've posted it before. Uh, and that was something different than what I had brought before. So I think that probably helped me this year. And then I think the format might've helped as well because it was uh, a, video, or a Zoom audition. So I had the producers and that in front of me for two hours while I was making a bake in front of them. So I think that really helped show things off. Yeah, I was going to say it must have been a very different audition process for you this year. I mean, just basically the whole of season four was different, right? From the audition yes. to the COVID protocols to the way kind of even the finale had to work without the friends and family being there. But um, yeah, what was that like? Yeah, it was totally different. I mean, previous years, we went to uh, to Nate Northern Alberta Institute of Technology, and they had a, a in their bakery kitchen. That's where we did the audition. So you got to meet all sorts of other bakers and and catch up with ones that you met from previous years and also see cast from, from pre previous seasons as well. So this year was totally different because it was just one-on-one -on -one with the casting producers and producers and, uh, you know, selling yourself as to why they should pick you. And so it was very different uh, than in previous years. And I think they probably additioned a lot less people this way than they did with the with the larger casting call. But I mean, the producers are the only ones that can tell you whether or not it helped me or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. No, that's uh, that's fun. Um, so what was your favorite bake on the show that you did? My the favorite bake I did on the show that I did. Uh, was probably one that I didn't do. Uh, oh. <laughs> of of the ones that I did do, I, I really did, you know, the, the one that sent me home was one that I really loved, that olive oil cake. Uh, I put a lot of effort into that, trying to develop the flavors and all the layers of flavors and the decorations on it. And that was one of my favorite bakes because the cake tastes great. And I just, you know, ran short of time there a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. At least 15 minutes. 15 minutes made a world of difference. Oh, really? So it's sometimes really, because I mean, 15 minutes, yes, is a, a 
lot of time, I guess, in the tent and the amount of time they allot. But at the same time, like in the grand scheme of things, 15 minutes isn't that much. So that that amount of time can just totally take it to, to the next level. Yes. Oh, oh, totally. Because if you look look back, it was kind of the backside of the cake that wasn't decorated. I had most of the two two sides done, and I just needed to just do a little bit more. And who knows what would have happened. So then what was your favorite bake that somebody else on the show baked? So whether that was one that you actually maybe got to try some of when you were there, I don't, I don't know if they did let everybody kind of taste and try each other's bakes, or if it was something that you just saw on TV, what was your favorite? Uh, no, we didn't get to try everyone's bakes, which was really unfortunate. So they're really strict on that, just trying to keep keep everyone safe. Uh, but in terms of, uh, I really, I loved Sheldon's for Italian Week, his showstopper. Um, some of the things on there looked really, really good. And then just the, the aestheticness of it was was next next level. I mean, that was... yeah. They should have just brought the plate out for them right then and there, I think. <laughs> yes, it really was probably it will go down as as one of the best showstoppers on the on the show ever. Um, yes, definitely. And it, and it tasted and it tasted uh, good, too. <laughs> or I guess, yeah, I'm sorry, like you said you didn't good. get it. Yeah, yeah, it looked yeah. like it tasted good. We didn't get to sample it, though. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you wish that you could redo uh, on the show? Uh, well, again, going back to that olive oil cake, I, I wish I could re redo that one and make that one a lot better. Uh, actually, and the technical on the botanical, because I, I should have been able to make those dumplings, whether they're baking or not. That's a different question, but uh, I should have had that one as well, because uh, it's something something we do a lot of at home is make dumplings and. So was there something different in the recipe, like compared to the way that you do them at home, that you had to prepare them a different way that kind of led to that? Or it was just like it was a day in the tent and sometimes that's just the way it happens. I think it was a day in the tent because they seemed good. I tried one of the dumplings. I thought it was good. I checked the temperature. The temperature was fine on all of them. And they must have picked the one that was the dough was a little undercooked on it. and. That might have sunk me. Yeah, that is so unfortunate. Especially if you're saying all of them were were uh, you know good. You even tried one. That's that's so unfortunate. Um, yeah. So I guess that kind of ties into to my next question. What's one thing that people didn't get to see on air? You know, whether that's uh, amongst the bakers or part of the judging or anything like that. Like, what's one aspect that you kind of wish people could have gotten to see? I think the the big thing is is we're we're in there baking and we're we're focused. We have our two hours or three hours of whatever the time is, and they do such a good job of putting the show together that you don't see all the people behind it. And in particular, the culinary team that they have is amazing. If you need an ingredient, they will get it for you. If you need an extra bowl or spatula or anything it all this stuff magically appears and the the show wouldn't be what it is without that team to make sure that our us bakers can focus on what we need to do so do like with that team is it something that you have to uh say well in advance i'm going to need this or this or is it like 
you're in the middle of something and you say, hey, uh, I mm-hmm. guess obviously a bowl is relatively easy to get, but could it even be like, oh, I'm missing this ingredient. I need <laughs> this and they'll still get it for you. Uh, both, both. Uh, we, you know, the signature and the showstopper bakes, we provide them with our recipe so they know what to get and they make sure that we have all those things. And, and if you have any special ingredients, you can bring them in as well. And they'll make sure that they're there on your station when you, when you need them. But sometimes when you're doing something, you might decide, oh, okay, I'm going to make a sugar decoration. I need some extra sugar. I need a, a different food coloring. And for a lot of those things, you could just ask them and it would appear, uh, Anything that they'd have to go out and buy, that would be a little bit harder. But uh, if stuff was there, they would uh, make it happen for you. So uh, when you're saying, I guess, obviously, they'll have all of your stuff ready, such as your homemade brie. Um, what was it like traveling with the brie? Was that any difficulties traveling with that on a flight? <laughs> yeah, traveling with the brie wasn't bad because I had two brie's that I brought with me. And I had a bunch of ice packs and I packed it into my suitcase. So it was well insulated. I'd actually also brought some home smoked bacon that I had made for my cake in in the first episode. It didn't travel as well. So I had to have them get me some bacon, but uh, <laughs> it was a little funky by the time I got to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I guess a cross a cross country trip for bacon is not always a success. So no. um so yeah what is next for you now that the show is done you've kind of you know garnered an audience having been on the show um what what are your plans after this is this just this was one time this was lots of fun you'll always be a part of that family or or will you be pursuing baking in any other sort of um form professionally or semi-professionally yeah. Uh, well, first off, if you know producers are listening, I'd love to be on any special that uh, comes forward. <laughs> I'd love to be in the tent again. Uh, but out, outside of that, I you know I I still still bake. Actually, when we came back from filming, because uh, I was laid off, that's a lot of people were back in the summer last year. Um, I had nothing to do, so I decided to start a little micro bakery, and that's been going really really well. It's been well received and. The shows helped it because, you know, I, I sell out of whatever I'm baking in, in less than an hour usually. So I'm evaluating right now whether we build out a full commercial kitchen in our basement or do we look at some commercial space. And so it's leaning towards doing baking full time as a as a profession. Wow, that's really terrific. Would you have ever pictured that for yourself, even after you know that you'd been cast on the show? No, no, I'd never picture that for myself. I think it's just uh, the way the stars are aligning with it's it's a bright lining in all this COVID stuff that uh, something like this can happen. And I'm just going to keep running with it and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. That's terrific. So, Larry, where can people find more about you? I'm sure pretty much all of our listeners are already following you, but where can they find more on Instagram or wherever and about your your micro bakery? Sure. You can find me on Instagram at uh, HarrisLarryD, all one uh, string of characters, and Larry Harris on, on Facebook. And the bakery is on Instagram and Facebook as Bondi Bakery. And also on Instagram, it's B-O-N-N-E-V-I-E-B-C. And in the profiles, you can get a link to our website. Okay. 
Terrific. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us at The Cooling Rack. We loved watching you on this season. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, we certainly hope that you come back for for a special too. I hope that they make those specials like every, I'm sure COVID probably got in the way of them doing an extra one of those this past year. But hopefully it's like a yearly thing because I really loved that, that Christmas special that they had uh, after season three. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, hopefully something like comes happens, or we can have some sort of reunion with everyone in non-COVID times. That'd be great. Terrific. Well, thank you again for being here. <laughs> no problem. Thanks a lot, Michael. And that's what Larry had to say. James, what do you think? Wasn't that super fun? So fun and so many just like little details about sort of intention and how the bakers plan, but you know things change in the tent, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know. I, I liked hearing about his uh, home smoked bacon um, debacle, but and the culinary team kind of being there to to help uh, in, in all of those cases. So thank you, Larry, for making the time for that. And now let's jump to Tanner, a finalist uh, from the season. So he's in the top three. And let's jump to that. And now we are here with Tanner Baker on season four of GCBS as well. Tanner, thank you for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. So, you know, you were not just a baker on season four, you were a finalist on season four. How did that feel? I mean, that was incredible. I think, I mean, I, I don't feel too awkward kind of saying this, but people keep saying how kind of intense the competition was this year and how... The bakers really uh, stepped it up and, and casting did such a good job pulling us all together. So just to be a part of that group is is pretty amazing. But then to somehow be a finalist in that group is is still surreal. Yeah, no, it, it really was such a great group. And I'm sure you're you're, you know, uh, so close with all of them and such such good friends there, too. <laughs> mm hmm. So how did you first get interested in baking? Because if I recall, you are relatively newer to baking and then ended up getting on the show with, you know, only a, a couple of years since kind of getting into it. Yeah, um, I, I call myself a, a bake-off baby because I really started baking because of watching this show. Um, and now I think in future seasons, it'll be interesting to see kind of similar stories, I think. Now, I mean, I've been baking for a couple of years since I watched season one. Um, but I feel like there's going to be a lot more people in my shoes. And it's it's kind of exciting to see the like almost repopularization of baking or popularization to a younger a younger audience. Um, yeah, so that's very exciting to be a part of that. Totally. It's like Bob the Drag Queen was like Drag Race Baby Boom, like your, your yeah. baking show Baby Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually like directly referencing him saying he was a Drag Race Baby when I said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I guess what made you want to audition for the show? Well, I wanted to audition like right away, basically as many times as I could. Um, but right as kind of casting went out for season two is when uh, my now fiance and I uh, moved out of the country. So we moved to Australia for a year and then we were in the UK for a year after that. Um, and then we came back to Canada in 
of late 2019 and then casting went out a few months later for this season so it was the first season that I was technically like eligible to apply for because I was once again a Canadian resident um and then somehow I got cast on the first track (laughs) wow well that's that's terrific I was going to say oh yeah are there any are there any like tips or tricks or things you did different if you'd applied for multiple years but (laughs) you just got on first time so that's that's good for you um so what was your favorite bake on the show uh so I guess two parts what was the favorite bake that you did and what was your favorite bake of somebody else's on the show um okay I'll start with I'll start with somebody else's um, I feel like a lot of people are going to say Sheldon's Italian Tower because, like, that truly like rocked our world. Yeah, we were all going absolutely crazy for that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many that come to mind. Um, Mahathi's Cookie Showstopper. It looked incredible on TV, and it looked ten times better in person. Um, yeah, so I think those two will always kind of stand out to me. Um, in terms of my favorite bake that I did, I mean, I'm my own biggest critic, but um, I was really proud of my bread showstopper. So I had the, it was the sunflower. So it's a yellow saffron base and then the charcoal hala on top. Um, I was really proud of that one. And then of course my my owl tart. Everyone loves loves the owl. So that was also one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, no, the owl tart was great. And yes, that bread showstopper, I think I commented on the show that that I really liked that it actually had kind of uh, a look beyond just bread, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that was, I my... thought was really terrific. Yeah, that was my goal with that showstopper. I was thinking like, okay, bread week, there's going to be a lot of brown what can I do that's not brown? So I was like, okay, yellow, black, I have a full concept theme, it's still a design. And I think that's why it kind of stood out and, and kind of elevated me that week. So, you know, you made it to the finals, you were not eliminated, you were very successful on the show. But do you have anything that you wish that you could redo? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would probably redo everything at this point. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, even the ones that were like, really perfect i would just love to redo because you know even if the judges didn't notice anything wrong with them i still know there is like a crumb out of place and i'm um a little crazy so um but yeah specifically i would love to say the technicals but i've actually already redone all of the technicals for instagram um in you know like no time constraints just kind of working at my own pace so that was nice um in terms of other things, I would like to redo my botanical showstopper, um, my Australian outback cake. Um, I loved the flowers and the colors, and it was such mm. a good idea. Um, and I just kind of misprioritized in the end and had like a bit of an unclean finish so that I could, I was literally in the task, t- the last 10 minutes of that challenge, I was dusting glitter onto the flowers. And leaving like messiness all over the cake plate which is just like why did i i mean i just wish i could redo those 10 minutes (laughs) so okay so was it rustic or was that you you know uh uh saying that it was it was rustic yeah okay so i wasn't actually lying they kind of i feel like i don't know they didn't they didn't do me dirty in the edit you know i'm not i'm not an edit queen 
I'm not going <laughs> to blame me on it. I said those <laughs> yeah. things. Um, the, the goal was to do kind of like that semi-nude effect so that you could see the bright pink but have the kind of actual cake coming through. Um, and I kind of, in my mind, I like use that as a bit of an excuse not to go over it a few more times. And there were like actual kind of gaps. Um, and then... I mean, like the the part that really, really bothers me is like a bit of buttercream like smeared on the actual cake plate. And it literally takes one second to just wipe that off with a paper towel, but I just was not even thinking about that. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't lying and I wasn't kind of like making it up. It was no, kind of yeah. the intention was to have kind of like a semi-nude effect. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm just teasing with you. Don't worry. I know. Um, <laughs> so did you think that you would make it to the final in the end like when when you started like you know what what was that even like making it all the way to the final i i don't know for some reason when i found out i was cast i just had kind of like a gut feeling that i was going to do well um and then i met the other nine bakers and that all just kind of evaporated <laughs> because i was like oh my god these are like some serious people they're they're very 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 talented especially after week one and we kind of put all of our cards on the table um yeah and then i the the people who made the finale are not the people that i thought were going to make the finale in my end in uh, my mind and i was definitely not a part of the three that i thought were going to make it so i was very 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 happy Oh, terrific. Um, so what is one thing that people didn't get to see on the air, you know, whether it's the the friendships that are made or, you know, something that just like, you know, uh, part of the judging or anything like that? What's what's something that, that kind of you wish could have made it on the air? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind uh, are like how many critiques have to get cut, especially in the earlier episodes when, like, oh my God. you know, the we spend episodes, yeah. yeah, we spend like four hours on a cake, and then we get like maybe I don't know thirteen seconds of critique time, especially if you're safe. And because I was like basically safe until week six when I won, um, I didn't get a lot of kind of critique time, which was fine. Um, but the one specific one that really sticks out in my mind is for my ice cream bomb and maybe it's just because you just saw the episode but um the critique was a lot longer and as they really focused on the strawberry ice cream and each of the judges and Anne was there as well they each shared like a really personal um childhood memory that the strawberry ice cream kind of transported them back to their childhood and we we shared this really special moment and um yeah so that unfortunately didn't make it to air um yeah so i guess that's one specific thing yeah no the the critiques i imagine yeah there there is um a lot that that does go into it and there is just a timing thing i mean personally we say it every year on this show the first few episodes in particular need to be like 90 minutes like yeah cbc just it. needs to let yeah. that happen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so okay what's next for you you know you again finalists like you made mm -hmm. it all the way to the end like you showed so many talents do you have any plans to do anything with baking you know professionally after this or was it like cool fun experience and like back back to everything else 
Oh, definitely not back to everything else. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm like throwing myself kind of headfirst into everything right now uh, with the full support of my amazing fiance. Um, so yeah, I've been really focusing on my Instagram, just been super active and seeing some really great returns from that um, in terms of like follower growth. And I'm silently behind the scenes, which not so silently, I've been telling anyone who wants to listen, but I'm building a website um, for my own original recipes, as well as kind of like a blog section to be a little bit more in depth with um, technical things. And then, I don't know, I'm just going to focus on that right now. And then we'll see, but I'm very open to any and every opportunity. (laughs) <laughs> you welcome <laughs> all baking into your life you know and yes, all baking yes. opportunities yes yeah yeah that's terrific well um thank you so much for being here with us like we're we're so thrilled we loved watching you on the show where can people find out more about you on instagram social media or this new website when it will be live uh yes so everything will be at bake with tanner uh so instagram at bake with tanner and then my website, which is not currently launched, so don't bother going there yet, but remember it, <laughs> uh, bakewithtanner.com. Um, yeah, so you can find me there. Terrific. Well, thank you so much. Great. Thank you. So yeah, that, that's Tanner. That's what he had to say and and kind of what he's uh, hoping to do. Very exciting that he's going to be having a website and some stuff going along there. Yeah, totally. I love that um, GCBS has made it so far as to have like a baby boom now. It's like every reality show has this. They have their first couple seasons. And then when it gets popular, you get the people who only apply or they're inspired by the show and they show up. So good on Tanner for applying, but also good on GCBS and all the production. You've made it. (laughs) I know, right? It's it's not we're we're past the oh, I watched Gibbo, and so, of course, I watched this. This was, I watched GCBS, and then I watched Gibbo, but I watched GCBS, and that's how I became a fan and now on the show. So, yeah, that that is lots of fun. Uh, and now we are going to throw it over to Mahathi, which was a super fun interview. She is just like, uh, she's just like so fun. Like, you know, that kind of... Um, jokey atmosphere like she had in the tent and in some of the clips and everything it is like there all the time like this was really great she shares some great tidbits so let's throw it over there okay we are here with mahati a season four baker on gcbs our listeners are well familiar with you mahati thank you so much for being here thanks for having me i'm really excited so how did you first get interested in baking Uh, So I started baking um, probably about two years ago when I was in university. I'd see all these videos pop up on my newsfeed about baking, and it looked so simple and so easy. So I was like, here, I'm going to give it a try. I could totally do that. And then through a series of failures, I figured it wasn't so easy. And But it was kind of that challenge that kept me coming back and back. And, like, you know, I was always really into these baking shows. So it kind of was like once I started once I graduated and I moved back home and I had access to a kitchen full time, I was like, okay, let me try making all of these things. And um, yeah, I guess that's where my love of baking stems from. 
So it was like uh, originally, I guess, from those posts and those shows that you were like, oh, yeah, that that's that's how. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. So what made you then want to audition for the show? Uh, so, like, as I said, I've I've been watching these shows a lot. I was always very into them. Um, and so when I saw the casting call for me, it was like, well, I'm going to apply no matter what happens. It's a win win. I have absolutely nothing to lose if I don't hear back. Oh, well, if I do hear back, then it'll be such a cool experience. And now here I am. So it was it wasn't so much of a, oh, I have to apply. I have to be on the show. It was more like I have nothing to lose. Why not? So was this for season four your first time applying for the show or had you applied in past seasons, too? I applied last season, but I applied kind of almost as an afterthought on the very last day. And I'm really glad I didn't get on that season because I was not that good a baker last year. And like this whole year with the pandemic and having more time at home, I've really improved my skills. So it was way better timing this year. So speaking of the pandemic, uh, what was it like, A, going through this like remote casting process and B, you know, being on set through all of that? What, what was that like? So to be completely fair, like I don't have a frame of reference of what it would have been like if there wasn't a pandemic. So very good point. But the thing is, it felt very natural. It felt very normal. Like obviously everyone had masks on set, but things were so organized. The production team did such a good job of trying to keep us safe, making sure we knew what we were doing, where we were going. So it it really didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. I feel like I still got the same intent experience minus being able to eat everyone's food. Um, as far as the audition process goes, I actually thought it was super fun. Um, it was like a two hour audition call and we had to bake on screen and they were following along asking us questions. It was actually pretty cool because through that process, it really felt like you were on the show because whatever I was doing, I had to explain to them. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I guess they're, they're probably, um, you know, much more easily able that way, like once they get down to, to those numbers where they're doing that interview um, to see like who will do well on TV because they're already asking you the style of questions like, you know, exactly. that way and, and like you're responding. That's that's terrific. So yeah. what was your favorite bake on the show, both for yourself? Like what was the favorite thing that you baked? And then what was your favorite bake of somebody else's on the show? <laughs> Um, okay, so my favorite bake, I'd have to like, I'd have to pick one of two, uh, or sorry, I'd like go with two of them. One was my Cookie Week showstopper, which I did a depiction of my family and I celebrating Diwali, um, partially because of the bake itself. I, I love those cookies and I love making cookies instructors, but also because I, I do henna as like another hobby of mine and so when I was in the tent and piping and doing all that design work it just it felt very natural to me it felt very like calming so I loved doing that and of course like the judges loved it which is always an amazing feeling the other one that I really liked was actually my pineapple signature ice cream bomb it didn't turn out well in the tent but the plan with that one was actually to flambe it and so if that had worked, it would have been so cool. But even though it didn't work, it tasted amazing. So I was really happy about that. Yeah, it still looked like, yes, aside from the the melting 
lectern <laughs> issue. I still yeah. thought, like I said on the podcast, that it had kind of the coolest look to it all. And I totally know what you were going for. Like the the talent that you have is is really incredible, especially yeah, the the artistry and kind of the stuff you can pipe is crazy. So hearing yes that you do henna, it's like, ah, oh, that's it. Like it totally yeah. makes sense <laughs> that that skills that skills coming in. Okay. So then what about um favorite bake of somebody else's? So I feel like this is probably one that everyone's going to say. Are you going to say Sheldon's Showstopper? Because <laughs> <laughs> both Larry and Ted are already dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I feel like it's one of the best things we've seen on this show to date. Um, and not only that, I actually got a chance to eat his fogliatelli at the hotel room. And I kid you not, it was the best thing I've had. Um, I'd never eaten Sogliatelli before that. And since then, I've tried to find some locally and they're just not as good. So, yeah, Sheldon's is like a clear, clear winner for me. <laughs> OK, yeah. So it's it's so funny. Like, I should have predicted that everybody would say that because, I mean, yeah. literally, I feel like this this season, like, you know, everyone's so talented. It was so great. But like if you had to describe the word in one season, I would like, or sorry, the season in one word, I would say almost everybody would be like that showstopper, showstopper, like that one exactly. showstopper is like what sticks in, in everybody's mind. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's terrific. But I mean, everybody did so well. So um, <laughs> what do you wish that you could redo? I know you got to the final. So you know, it's not like you had a bake that you got eliminated on. But is there anything that you do wish could be redone? Um, there are a couple. Uh, and I'd say like the ones that I wanted to I would want to redo are the ones where I made stupid errors. So like the technical for the dumpling technical where I didn't turn on the stove or like the Charlotte, which I didn't like know how to use a gelatin, like things like this, where it's like, because I didn't know, or I did something really stupid, as opposed to just not being able to bake, you know, it's just like, a, it's like, I need to prove yeah. myself. But yeah, no, those are the ones I'd probably want to redo. <laughs> So have you used sheet gelatin in, in something else since <laughs> since the show? Uh, is it something you're now an expert in or, or did it just scar you for life? Um, so our technical for week eight actually had sheet gelatin and I did learn to use it for that episode again. Um, that being said, I, I'm, I stock up on gelatin powder because that's just what you find in grocery stores. Uh, so because of that, I never really find the need to buy gelatin sheets. I now know where I can buy gelatin sheets should I want to in the future, but I don't know if that's something I'm going out to buy. So there's like, like, is there a big difference between the two? I, I honestly couldn't tell you. <laughs> like, the way you use it is different, but, and I know I've heard that sheet gelatin sometimes sets clearer than powdered gelatin. But for me, I always just assume the biggest difference is people use sheet gelatin mostly in the in Europe and here in North America, we use a lot of powdered gelatin. And that's what I thought the difference was. Well, the more you know, I, I didn't know that. So thanks. Thanks yeah. for educating our, our listeners. <laughs> um, so did you think that you were going to make it to the final from the beginning? I mean, there was such stiff competition, but what what was it like to actually get there, you know, in the end and, and to be that final three? So I like coming into the show, actually, no, even applying, I didn't think I was going to be on the show. 
once I got onto the show and I saw everyone baking, I was like, you know what, if I make it halfway through, I'd be really happy. And I guess what happened is every week I'd go in and be like, oh, just one more week, just one more week. And, um, and like through that, I made it to the finals and I honestly never expected it. I never thought that would happen, but I was really, really happy about it because for me, the, being on the show wasn't ever about winning or necessarily being the best, but it's more about just being able to bake and to be able to create. So I was really happy that I got to bake all of the bakes. Yeah, no, I, I guess that is really cool because, yeah, you you get the experience of doing all of them in the tent. I mean, anybody after the fact can yeah. can bake them from home or, or whatnot, right? But to to do it and, I guess, to receive the critiques the whole time so that you can learn and, and everything is really great. Exactly. And that's like, that's what it was all about for me being in the tent is just like learning, becoming a better baker and just being able to share and be creative and show people what I can come up with. So what is one thing that people didn't get to see on the air? Like, you know, whether it's um, the something in particular that you baked a critique, like what what's something you wish could have made on the air? Okay, so there's actually this joke. Um, I I don't know if someone else has mentioned this already, but in episode four, our technical, the cannoncini, um, we all had these, like the cream horn molds, and we didn't know if we were supposed to spray them or if we were supposed to just roll the dough onto it. And so Larry was probably a minute or two ahead of most of us. And so... Apparently, he had just stood there staring at his like molds for a little while, being like, do I spray them? Do I not? And then finally, he decided to spray them. So he sprayed them. And then I saw him, so I sprayed them. Dom saw me, so she sprayed them. And so you had this entire tent of people just spraying their molds. Turns out we weren't supposed to spray them because if you sprayed them, you get oddly shaped cream horn, cannoncinis. <laughs> <laughs> so... So we all, that's why we all struggled so much with that technical, because part of it was we just couldn't roll it because we had all sprayed the molds and we weren't supposed to. And it's all Larry's fault. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. Yeah, see, that's the stuff that's so funny to, to, to learn behind the scenes and kind of how, how it all goes, how it all goes down. Were, were there any other moments like that or things where it was like, everybody's just kind of looking at one another, like, uh, what are you doing? What am I doing? Like, um, I wouldn't say necessarily that, but there, there was actually this moment, I think it was in week six, where we were all so nervous after the technical and we, it, it was between like when they were cleaning up the benches and we were outside and they hadn't judged us yet. So the six of us or how many ever we were, we started seeing soundtrack from the sound of music. And so we walked back into the tent and we were still singing. They seated us. We were still singing. And at some point, Ron, the floor director was like, guys, enough. You can't have you singing on the air. Enough. So that was pretty fun. It was a really cute moment though, because we were all just singing Edelweiss and it was adorable. That's so sweet. Yeah, it seems like you are, and it, it does seem like, I guess, each season that the bakers all become such good friends with one another and season four is, yeah. is no exception. So, Yeah, it's really great. So 
what is next for you? I mean, you're you're so young. You're not like so young, but like you're 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 young. You're kind of you know uh, relatively recently graduated, and now you could basically have a a new career in <laughs> in baking. Um, do you have any plans for that, or was this just a, a really cool, amazing experience, and you're just kind of kind of um, back to back to normal, or or what's the plan? Yeah. So, I mean, given like I've only, as I said, like I haven't been baking for very long. So I feel like there's still a long way to go in terms of developing my skill set. That being said, like right now, I do take orders on the side for anyone who asks. But for I think that's how I'm going to keep it for now. I really enjoy the experimentation and trying new things. And I'm not really done with that yet. And I still know I have a lot to learn. So I think I'm going to spend a, probably at least a couple more years just trying to figure that out. Um, I don't know, maybe sometime in the future, I will switch my career into baking. But for now, I think it's going to stay a hobby and I want to keep it that way so I can keep being creative. That's terrific. And where can people see more of your creativity? Where can they find you online? Uh, so I mostly only use my Instagram to post baking. So you can find me at Baking with Mahathi. Terrific. Well, thank you so much for being here, Mahathi. This was lots of fun. And we were such big fans of yours on the show. This was such a terrific show to watch. And especially during the pandemic. Oh, my God, it's so nice to just watch that and to like, kind of forget that it's happening. <laughs> yeah. You know, save for the the finale where it's like, Oh, yes, the friends and family can't be there. But but yeah, it was really great. So yeah. thank you for being here. Yeah, and thanks for having us and interviewing us talking to us. It's a lot of fun to listen to you guys every week. Oh, that's so great. Thanks. And thank you again to Mahathi for that lovely interview. That was a lot of fun. And it was just, uh, I, I I love hearing all of the bakers' um, elements and what their, their times were like. And um, oh, yeah, her little uh, facts about sheet gelatin and, and what she's learned <laughs> there. So So that's great. Yeah, it was really sweet. What a what a sweet interview. And um, I love how the personalities continue to come through even, you know, post show. It's so lovely and wonderful. Absolutely. Okay, and now we're going to throw it along to Maggie. So this was another yeah, I mean, they're all great. I'm literally just going to keep saying this over and over. <laughs> uh, and it's also funny, because you know, uh, they were done relatively back to back. So I think I went into just total interview mode. And I got really good at asking the questions, you know, asking uh, the right questions. Yeah, yeah. Getting, getting those answers, honey. Getting the tidbits, <laughs> but getting the consistency. So um, yeah, but Maggie, you know, uh, is just a lot of fun. So let's throw it over there. All right, we are here with Maggie, season four contestant on the Great Canadian Baking Show. Maggie, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, you know, you made it so far in the show. Final four, really, so really... Far, but not far enough. <laughs> yeah, not not quite there, but you know, it was you you had some really terrific bakes throughout. So. Thank you. Thank How you. did you first get interested in baking? Uh, you know, I mean, I've been I've had a sweet tooth my whole life. Um, I grew up baking with my mom, and um, it wasn't sort of until law school and articling on Bay Street that I realized that it was a real, you know, real stress reliever and uh, creative outlet for me. There's not a lot of opportunity for creativity uh, in the the line of law that I was in, so. Yeah, it just sort of was a, a real stress reliever, something I did kind of on the weekends and on evenings. And then um, 
I guess it wasn't until I had my first son and my, my dad passed away shortly after I became a mom for the first time. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, life is way too short to be doing something you do not love. So, you know, I would spend my lunch hours researching anything from macaron to croissant and, you know, and then I realized I'm like, maybe I should have stopped along the way and figured if this is actually what I wanted to do. So yeah, I stopped practicing about seven years ago so I could be home with my kids and uh, be baker mom, as they like to call me. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrific. So then I guess from developing that interest in baking and everything, then what made you want to audition for the show? I mean, I've loved the Great British Bake Off for years and, uh, you know, it was one of my very favorite shows to watch. So when the CBC announced that they were doing a Canadian version, I was so excited, nearly fell off my seat uh, and just really, really, really set it as a goal and and wanted it. I I just thought it was such an awesome way to meet, you know, other people who shared my same passion and uh, a way to really kind of hone the skills that I've been trying to, to build and learn so much. I mean, when do you ever get a chance to do something so intensely for such a long period of time, um, something that you're really passionate about. So, so yeah, I think um, I just, I, I saw it as an opportunity and I, I really, uh, you know, I tried it every single year. So I really wanted it. <laughs> and then it finally happened. <laughs> so yeah, so you auditioned since season one. Yeah, I, well, I applied since season one and I auditioned season two, three, and then last year. Yeah. And um, so I guess between because there are quite a few, uh, you know, prospective bakers that that do listen to our show. So did you do anything different between the years or was there something special that you think kind of got you all the way there in season four? No, I think I think it really comes down to the mix of people. You know, I think that it's not just about the baking. I think there's many, many Canadian bakers who are better than I am. Um, I think it just comes down to the mix that the CBC and Proper are looking for and the way that each of the contestants kind of, you know, fills a role and and you just sort of have to get the right mix. So I think it was just that was why it worked this year, just somehow by the, you know, (laughs) I don't know how, but really happy that it happened. So um, what was your favorite bake on the show? First for yourself and then your favorite bake of somebody else's. Oh, my goodness. Great question. Um, I think my favorite bake was my botanical showstopper. I um, I love, you know, I love um, working with buttercream and creating beautiful buttercream cakes. And I think that I was able to sort of use three different techniques with the buttercream piping and the palette knife work and the um the sugar paste flour so I, I think that that cake I was really proud of and I it was delicious um so yeah I would say that the, the botanical week showstopper would be my favorite of my own and oh my goodness that's a tough one there were many 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 delicious bakes um hmm. you know what it's funny I I've been a vegetarian for 17 years and when Sheldon rolled out the old pork floss, uh, brioche pork floss, I was like, hmm, this would be a time where in my life I might be like, oh, well, maybe we'll re- reconsider that. So, you know, I think that, tan- that uh, you know, everybody had amazing bakes, but, um, oh, that's a really hard question. Um, yeah, let's go with, uh, with Sheldon's uh, pork floss brioche. I think that that just, it looked amazing if I, you know, could rewind time a little bit and have a bite it just it looked 
delicious. So I would yeah. go with that one. <laughs> Terrific. Well, and you know what? It was, you didn't say Sheldon's showstopper, which is being like everybody else's answer. So we get some variety. <laughs> I love it. Um, so then again, you know, you, you got to the final four, you almost made it to the finale. Was there any bake that you wish that you could have redone? No, you know, I think that I left everything. I tried my hardest every single time I got into that tent. I mean, I don't necessarily think I did my best every time, but I certainly tried my best. Um, you know, there were things that I wish I had done differently, wish I hadn't been in my head so much during technicals. Um, but you know what? No, I think that everything that I made was the way that I had practiced it. Uh, you know, the, the time crunch is what kind of gets you. So there were certainly things on the the finishing end that I you know at home in my kitchen would have taken the extra you know 20 30 40 minutes to uh to put a little more finesse into but yeah. I mean for, as far as the baking goes I, I really don't think so I think I was really happy with them you know the way things turned out so, other, other than not making it to the mountain <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying of you know kind of uh, being in your head for the technical. So you found the technical to be the hardest and was it because of just an unfamiliarity with those bakes or, um, you know, you know, or do you find a showstopper or a signature harder because you know what it's supposed to look like you've done it before, um, which would you say is kind of harder? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I think the technicals were what I was most looking forward to going into the tent. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been baking a really long time and I consider myself a pretty technical baker. And for some reason, uh, you know, we laughed midway through, I guess it was week four, that there was the curse of the Maggie tent technicals because just, you know, some little things that would go wrong and there's no turning back. Like once something, a tiny, tiny thing goes wrong in a technical, there is like no room for error. There's no room to like you know, tweak or pivot. And for some reason, these little things kept popping up, you know, just something as simple as putting frangipan in the fridge meant my bakewell tart was raw, you know, so these little split second decisions. And no, I don't, I mean, I don't think it had anything, you know, I, I don't, I mean, a lot of the bakes I had, was at least familiar with. So it wasn't a matter of not knowing what was going on because I'd been baking a long time, but it was just these, you know, silly things that just, anyway, I don't know why they happened, but they, they did. No, it, it happens. Right. And and there's like a, a pressure and it's, it's, it's like that you, you get the, the one shot and like you're saying split second, like things you wouldn't expect to, to have it, but with baking, it seems to have oh, yeah. no forgiveness. Yeah, for sure. Well, my favorite part is they were, uh, when they were, editing they have a shot of a raffi cat thinking hmm i'm not think i'm not going to put this in the fridge it's going to get too hard and then there i am putting my frangipan into the fridge and closing the door behind me i was like ah you know it's just that it could go one way or it could go the other way and uh, yeah. so those moments like that i certainly wish i could take back but otherwise yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what's one thing that you uh wish could have been on the air that people didn't get to see Oh, wow. I mean, it's funny because there's a camera in your face the whole time you're in the tent, right? So when you're watching it back, there's many moments where I was like, wait a second, <laughs> they missed that or that didn't get in. But, you know, I think that they, like, I, I like to make jokes and, you know, goof around. And I think there were certain episodes that caught that more than others. So, you know, I was happy with the way it all kind of came together. And, um, you know, generally speaking, minus the stress and heat, uh, I did have a lot of fun. <laughs> so it was still quite hot for, cause this was kind of, what was this August, September or September, oh God, October? Are you me? It was, the, I've never been so hot and I don't get hot. Like my kneecaps were sweating. It was the <laughs> hottest place I've ever been. 
other than Costa Rica. It was like, it was, it was bonkers. The, the temperature in there was one of the hardest things to, to, to combat. Cause like my chocolate would stay in temper on the counter. Like it was like, it was the ambient temperature was 96 degrees. It was crazy. Wow. It was so hot. So yeah, yeah the, the heat, uh, was bonkers it was bananas yeah <laughs> and and so again so timing wise was this like august september or was this september october or? it was september into the early week of october yeah okay wow so imagine if it had been because we had like a pretty hot summer last year imagine yeah. like a july <laughs> i know well they would have had to keep the air conditioner they got rid of the air conditioning when uh, there was a uh, like a little couple days of cold of cold air and they got rid of the the ac and it never came back so oh, the man. last two weeks were so hot oh my god it was I, it was crazy yeah anyway, i can only imagine yeah. <laughs> so you know uh, after all of your time on the show and you know you've developed like such a, a kind of good audience online of, of followers and people know who you are and have seen all of your bakes like what's next you you said you know you are a uh you know, reformed or a, for, a former lawyer, <laughs> recovered, right? recovered. recovered, that's the <laughs> word. Yes. Um, so, you know, uh, and you've been baking kind of, you know, for your kids and at home, what's next? Will you be doing anything beyond? Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, I'm working on a, a bunch of different things right now, just sort of business planning and figuring out what's next. Um, my youngest daughter just started JK in the fall. So that was always going to be kind of a, a moment where I could figure out exactly what is next but um, yeah I've been doing a lot of business planning I, I started a blog so I've been doing a lot of blog posts I'm doing a bunch of um, corporate client virtual events which is hilarious because it's for old law firms that I used to do work with <laughs> so that's been interesting um, but yeah a lot of uh, virtual birthday parties and um, baking events so that's kind of been keeping me busy and been lots of fun so I mean I love I love baking and I love showing other people how to bake. So if I can do that and uh, keep moving forward, I think that'd be pretty awesome. Wow. That's really terrific. So where can people see more of your bakes, of the blog that you mentioned? Where, where can people find you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I um, Instagram is probably the best place to find me. And there's a link uh, in my bio to the uh, blog that I've had for eight years but only recently have actually had the courage uh, and the time to put stuff on it so yeah through instagram and i've got a website as well with um you know links to different uh, custom orders and these virtual events that i'm working on so yeah and your instagram handle is it is at the magpie cakery terrific and is that if you if you uh you're mentioning business plan is that the potential name of of that, what you yeah do? that's been that's been my uh i've been you know baking for friends and friends of friends for years so that's the uh you know got a lot of labels lots of labels with magpie cakery on it so <laughs> that's it yeah great well thank you so much for being here and for speaking with us like we absolutely love this season it was a pleasure to watch you bake in the tent and and all of the amazing things that that you did and and everyone on the show so thank you very much for being here yeah, thank you so much for having me it was great chatting with you so thank you again, Maggie, for, you know, sharing all about your experience on the show and also for telling us about what might be coming down the pipeline. Yeah, we have our entrepreneur in residence here. I am super excited to see what comes out of those plans. And Michael, we're local in Toronto. So depending on where it all shows up, maybe we can give a visit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Maggie, we will be in touch. So now it is time. Mm -hmm. It is time for our interview with 
the winner with Rafa Cat. It's so fun. And um yeah, I I just adore her. She's she's so nice. She made the time like relatively last minute, hopped on a call. It was like really appreciated and just uh yeah, let's hear what she has to say and um what a what a terrific winner. All right, and we are here with the winner, the winner of season four of the great Canadian baking show, Rafa Cat. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So, I mean, it's it's really incredible. You're uh you did such amazing things on the show, the bakes that you had, it was really incredible and and you know i i think james and i for quite a few weeks were like oh rafa cat's going to win rafa cat's going to win and it it was really terrific to see so going back how did you first get interested in baking um my first foray into baking i would say started when i was a child with my family in nigeria my mom was um, an amateur caterer kind of um so we used to help out with cooking and baking but then life happened and kind of stopped. So um, I went to the UK for a master's degree and I bought a hand mixer and a bowl and a pan. And then I baked a lemon cake. I had one egg. I had half a lemon and something. And I baked the lemon cake and it was so good. So that was what really started me into baking by myself. And I, I think I've been baking since then. That was in 2008 and I've been baking since then. Wow. <laughs> so then from there, what made you want to audition for the show? My family wouldn't let me be. <laughs> they kept going on about it. Um, so we used to watch The Great British Bake Off together with my sisters, my family. And then they found out there was a Canadian version and they asked me to apply. And I said, absolutely not. There's no way. And they wouldn't stop. My sister found out the application link and she sent it to me. So as a lark in 2018, I went to the website and I found out that applications had closed, but I sent it in anyway. And then in 2019, they called me and said, we'd like you to be, um, would like to find out more about you, come for the audition and everything, which I did. And then they asked me to be on the show. But then I was pregnant and my due date was actually the last day of filming. And <laughs> they were like, no, there's no way we're going to take that chance. So, but apply again next year and you never know. Um, I was disappointed and everything, but then it, it wouldn't have worked out. And my sisters were like, have you applied this year? Have you applied this year? So I did. And then we had the whole COVID audition and the whole yeah. um, Zoom bake along and all that. And I was asked to do the show again. And that was how I ended up on the Gay Canadian Baking Show in 2020. <laughs> wow. So, so you had actually been cast on season three. And then yeah. because of your due date, it just didn't align, but you, you, you made it. Wow. That's such an interesting story, <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, you made it on in the end. And not only that you, you won. So that's terrific. Yes. I guess the, the, the cards have to fall that way for everything to, to, to work out. Yeah. So, um, what was your favorite bake on the show? First, your favorite bake that you did. And then what was your favorite bake of one of the other bakers on the show? My favorite bake, I would have to say, would be episode seven, the showstopper, the meringue crunch cake. Because like I said, I don't usually make um I don't usually make fancy desserts. 
I bake for my husband doesn't like sweets. My children are one bite and done kind of deal. <laughs> so getting to make something like that and I was able to make it look nice. It tasted good. The judges liked it and it got me star baker. That was my favorite bake, I would say, of the whole um, season. Oh, for all the ba- for the other bakers, I can't pick one. I really can't pick one. Maggie's Botanical Week Cake, it tasted amazing. It looked beautiful. Um, Tana and Sheldon's and Mahati's Cookie Week Showstoppers, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, Dominique's Babka for her Bread Week Showstopper was world-class. As in fantastic. I I can't pick a single one. You know, everyone <laughs> everyone had fantastic fantastic beats. Yeah, I mean the the level of competition in season four was really great. Everyone was truly an astounding baker. Yeah. Um, yes. So, did you have any bakes that you wished that you could redo uh, on the show, or were you satisfied with how everything turned out? Obviously, oh, winning. Oh no, 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 no. Um, I would really have liked to complete my cookie week showstopper. Um, it was was it, it was I felt it was a really cute idea, you know, and because it was my daughter's idea, I really wanted to finish it for her. So I wish I could redo that. Um, also, pretzels. Uh, I wish I could do pretzels again. <laughs> yeah. So you know. You kind of, and James has definitely talked about it. We both talked about it on the show, but you have like a, a kindness and elegance that goes into all of your bakes. And I mean, you you never looked like you were stressed on the show and I'm sure you were, but it didn't come across that way. <laughs> so where does that come from? Because it really does seem like when you're baking, you're just fully there and you're you're loving every minute of it. I am loving every minute of this, but then when things are going wrong, there's... If you freak out, it just makes it worse and you lose sight of trying to fix the problem. At home, that is fine. You can always step back and say, okay, I'm dealing with this tomorrow. But yeah, in a time situation, right? You have to keep your head and try to salvage salvage the situation. Um, And if you are too busy using your head, you won't be able to fix it and then it gets even worse. Um, If I can give you an example, when we were like scrambling the last five minutes of um, the uh, episode eight showstopper. I had made my ganache to throw my macarons and I kept them aside, but I made them too far in advance. So it set up too hard to pipe. This was maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes to the end. So I took it to the microwave and ganache has this thing. It's so finicky. I put it in for just three or four seconds too long and it completely liquefied. Oh, no. Like there was no way to pipe it, and I just I was like, I I'm sure you caught that. I was like, I don't believe this. How am I going to fix it now? Yeah. And then I just the the mentality of you are so close to the end. If you lose it now, that is it. You won't be able to complete this bit. So I had the idea of just I dumped out the loose um, ganache into the bowl. It had some of the already set up one stuck to the edges and then I put a hand mixer in it and I whipped it up and because that one was cold it kind of cooled it down and brought it back together to exactly the consistency I wanted and I was like okay good let's proceed from here (laughs) but you can see that if you had if I had lost my mind and broke down crying or something probably I would 
finished <laughs> the bake. So yeah. in the moment, it's hard, but you have to just try and rally, rally and fix it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and keeping that cool head really kind of yeah. prevails. So, yeah. you know, what what was it like winning? I mean, I, I thought that like the most heartwarming moment of the season, probably of the show was the look of, of, you know, surprise and joy on your face when they said that you were the winner. It was like, so nice to watch. What what was that moment like? It was totally unexpected unbelievable it was such an amazing moment you know it's like when you you've dreamed about something and you've imagined it you've actually sat down and imagined them calling your name and then they actually do call it it's 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 un, unbelievable you know i never imagined that it would be me even from the beginning with all the caliber of bakers that i um i baked with I could never have imagined it, and that was why it was so shocking to me. Wow! Yeah, I, and and just it, incredible. I mean, it, it was great, and it was so nice. I actually kind of liked how um, it was just the other bakers there because you've all been through that experience, right? And I'm sure you would have loved if your family had been there, right? That was probably yeah. a bit hard, but but it was just nice to see that close group all rallying yes. around. Yes, yes, it was really nice. So um, what's one thing that people didn't get to see on the air, you know, whether it's uh, a judging of one element or, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a critique or the friendships or anything? What's something that, that you wished people could have seen? I've seen. Oh, there's so, so many moments. Um, we had moments of um, when we were waiting in between, um, waiting for the, um, them to call us in for judging or waiting for results. Maggie would lead us in yoga outside and we'd all do yoga even though we never did yoga before. Um, we used to sing together a lot. Um, there's a, um, Sheldon was tormented by wasps <laughs> throughout the season. <laughs> <laughs> they, they seemed to like him and they followed him everywhere. <laughs> Um, but my favorite moment, which I've mentioned before, was during the Italian week technical. They didn't mention, they didn't show that part. Um, so you remember we made the canoncinis and we had to make the puff pastry and wind yep. them around the mold. Okay, so we everybody had their puff pastry laid out and we had the molds. And we're all apparently debating whether or not to grease the molds, right? So yes. we all stood there looking at the molds. But the thing is, Larry was standing there, or obviously contemplating the same thing. He had his baking spray, he had the molds, he had the pastry, he was standing there looking, and we're all looking at Larry. <laughs> so the whole tent is like in suspended animation, because we can't talk, we're all just staring. And then Larry sprays, and the whole tent just erupts. <laughs> it, it was so funny, because the thing is, we shouldn't have sprayed in the first yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I know. You know, uh, Mahati said the same thing and yeah. she was talking about how it was hysterical, how it was just the, the dominoes falling where, right. you know, because of Larry. <laughs> like the culinary, um, the culinary lead, you could see her go, Oh my God, they all sprayed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah. So, you know, what's, what's next for you? You've, you've won the show. Are you going to be, you know, doing anything? Is this a career change into to baking full time or, or was this just the incredible experience and, and you'll kind of uh, leave it there? Um, it was an incredible experience. I'm not sure with two young kids that I have, 
what it takes to take make it a career, right? But I definitely am going to keep baking and I'm going to try to see what I can make of it. Um, it's this experience has been fantastic. The other bakers are like my baking family. You can't imagine what it's like to have people that have the same passion as you that you can talk to about things that excites you like that and the other nine bakers are that for me they've become that for me um so we'll just have to see where it goes i, I don't have a plan as for now so if anybody has any ideas please reach out <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i guess where can people find out more about you where can they see all of these lovely bakes on your instagram or, or wherever else Okay, um, I'm on Instagram at Lani's Bake, Lani's Bake Box, L-A-N-I-S-B-A-K-E-B-O-X. Um, then on Twitter, I don't really show baking. I'm talking more about music and stuff that happens, funny things like kids say, a bit of feminism and activism, <laughs> mostly. And that is at Lani Says um, on Twitter. Terrific. Well, Rafika, thank you so much for being here. This is really great. And I think everyone was so thrilled to see you as the winner of, of season four with all of the bakes you had all season long. It, it was really terrific. So thank you. Thank you so much. And there you have it. That is Rafikat. I just think like, you know, she's so fun. I, I loved all of the bakers on the season and it was really great to get to know Rafika better, you know, here, uh, so much fun. Yeah, so warm, so caring, really love it. And Larry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm leading, just kidding. Leading everyone astray <laughs> with the cannoncini when two different bakers bring it up, you know, so. I, I think it's amazing. I think you form friendships that way when you, uh, when you make mistakes together, let's just say. Yeah, it really is great. Like the bakers seem like such a close, tight-knit, family and uh it sounds like they're kind of all talking with one another every day and everything so um yeah it's, it's really great and this was so special it was so nice to get to do this again this season and we're excited for season five and what's going to happen there so um we hope that you listeners enjoyed you know we also tried to get some of the info on what was successful in their application so i hope that this was helpful for because i know that we do have quite a few people who listen who are prospective bakers hoping to get on the show so hopefully this was your little how to and you're mm -hmm. you're going to be on season 5 and we'll be interviewing you soon <laughs> totally looking forward to it it's going to be so much fun yeah so i think that wraps us up for the season now thank you everyone for joining us for season 4 of the cooling rack we will return with season 5 of the great canadian baking show and um yeah, I guess like we'll have our Instagram and our Twitter, which is at GCBS podcast, but um, we won't really do a whole ton on them. We kind of go a little silent for most of the year. Occasionally <laughs> yeah. we check in, but, um, you know, that's where you can find us. And as soon as we're ready to come back, that's where you'll see it. We did also get one more review as I pull Ooh. it up now. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay. Um. The title of the review is This Podcast Makes a Great Showstopper. Aww. And it's from uh, Hula La. And if you are a fan of GCBS, then you need to listen to this podcast. The hosts are hilarious and so knowledgeable about the show and bakers. I eagerly wait for the day after an episode of the show so I can listen to an episode of the podcast. Isn't that sweet? 
thank you, Hulala. Yeah, I I just love it. It's it's so great and it's so nice to to hear this. I I really loved kind of getting to connect with our audience a bit more this season. And uh, yeah, I, like there there are no words. We appreciate it so much. We we do this show because we love to do it. I mean, well, we will literally keep doing it if like we had no audience. But <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, nice totally. knowing that there are people there who do enjoy listening. Um, and so. Thank you again, everybody. I, I think that wraps up. James, anything you want to say? No, I was going to say, if you just joined us this season and you're missing it, feel free to go back to season one of this podcast where the infamy started, where Michael and I got absolutely hammered and yeah. talked up the first round of contestants. Yeah, I, the, You can go back to where it all started. <laughs> the way that that worked, too, was that we basically... Uh, uh, so episode four is where we actually started. And then... Um, like or or week four, I suppose. And then we went back and did one, two, and three kind of all in a row so that it would be a complete season. But if you want to hear like the the true drunk infamy <laughs> season one, episode four, enjoy that. Um Start and there. We'll, we'll we'll leave you with that through till season five. Uh thank you again, everybody, and until next time, bye. Goodbye. The Cooling Rack is a Messenger Bag Media podcast. For more on how Messenger Bag Media could be your business's one-stop media shop, visit messengerbagmedia.ca.